place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspot's Comics Town comic book fans welcome to the sunspots comics podcast issue number 180 (coughs) where i recommend and lovingly review the best of the new comic books that just came out new comic book day wednesday october 24th and this particular podcast has no windows and no doors (laughs) i am your friendly neighborhood host Chris Latori, I hope that all is good with you and yours. Sincerely. Hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube at Sunspots Comics. Yes. And I always start the show with some humble thank yous. First and most importantly, Thank you to you, the listener. Thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. It really means a lot to me. Whether this is your first time trying us out or you're a Sunspots Comics loyalist, seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Thank you also to my friend Nick Papa George for singing our fantastic Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs and his band Solution at Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae, rock, ska, and sticking them all together in a lovely bowl of happiness, then you're going to love the sounds of my friend Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So check them out. Thank you, Nick. Also, thank you to my friend Mike at the My Haunt Life Podcast for all of your support of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Shout out to Mike and Russell. If you love horror, haunted houses, adult haunts, or even the world of frightening immersive theater, go check out the My Haunt Life Podcast on all the podcatchers that's everywhere and on myhauntlife.com. It's Halloween year-round for all of them. So check it out. Go check out My Haunt Life, the podcast. It's fantastic. Hello to Mike and Russell. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts at popuptea.com. Use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance shirts. So go check them out and thank you to popuptea.com. Now let's make a giant superhero landing. Ah, my knee. (laughs) Into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 180. Starting out with some stuff. That's been floating around up inside of my nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is my Netflix Marvel Daredevil Season 3 review. I watched the whole thing. Man, but before I start, spoiler alert. So, Daredevil Season 3. Man, here's my review. Uh, wow. And before I begin, again, uh, one last reminder. Spoiler alert. 
First thing I'm going to talk about is the visual look of Daredevil Season 3. In every way, it just feels upgraded from the previous seasons. I love that. If there was any CGI in this at all, I could not tell. Maybe slightly in when Bullseye throws stuff sometimes because it's crazy. But the lighting in every sequence and every scene was spectacular in this, which is really hard to pull off when you think about it because there are just a lot of scenes at night and in the dark. But the way that New York looked in the daytime or the nighttime, it was just a love letter to the city that never sleeps. It was just gorgeous. It was so just hyper detailed. I love, absolutely love the way every fight scene looked. It was just just paired well with the slowdown and the speed up of action and just following the action perfectly. Whereas there are objects flying through the sky, etc. It just was just amazing. They even did some of those long shots, which you know just had to be exhausting where the camera just rolled and it was singular in shot a few times you got to watch it and everything was just super hyper clear I, I mean it's just some of the best hdr in the business it sets the standard of the high definition quality that everything should be up to but uh, i never at any point had to just back it up or just go back and what was that that i just saw to kind of make out what i was seeing it's all very clear all very hyper detailed i love and appreciate that now the sound, whenever FBI agent Poindexter would have these moments of paranoia or anxiety or hear voices, there was this intense sound of bees swarming. It was haunting. It was amazing. I absolutely love that. They also just upped the punch and kick sound effects. It was just, <laughs> all the violence actually just seemed to have a more realistic, crunchy, louder sound than than which was really lacking in the previous seasons i'll say of daredevil but i seriously appreciate that just the sound effects of it the element of punching sounded and felt realistic and deep and guttural the score i have to say that just overall it had this this ominous dark tone to it but whenever we saw the kingpin in particular, it it just got extra dark and extra brooding. It was like this perfect theme song was being played for the kingpin. I loved every moment he was on the screen because you just kind of felt he was there, his presence. Even at this, like, the wedding scene, there was just this overall kingpin soundtrack playing there that was dark and ominous. But uh, also, whenever Daredevil is fighting, there is this rhythmic beat. And I, I, I know these are small things, but they mean so much to the overall immersive feeling of the show. But there's just kind of like this, this quick beat that's just playing every time that he's in a fight scene and it just gets the heart pumping. I absolutely love that. But this season of Daredevil, I feel felt the most compelling than any other season of Daredevil because of just the fantastic detailed character development of everyone. I mean, mostly Daredevil, Bullseye, and the Kingpin, but... Everyone just they really got a full treatment for us to get a just a great taste of what every character is all about We even get to see this very deep and dark look into Daredevil Matt uh, Murdoch just losing and questioning his faith which is just so perfectly pulled from the comic book source material I just so appreciate that absolutely faithful to it and I really love that you just Every every time we see an, a, an origin for a, a villain in almost anything, Marvel, DC, anywhere, it's just really not laid out properly or, or given the time to really kind of put together a proper villain. You get that here. I mean, it's just so well put together for Bullseye. 
It's also just at the same time a very realistic look at mental illness and the stages of a psychopath. It really lays it out fantastically. I mean, they just take their time setting up the villains, because there's two of them properly here, so that you will just really hate them by the end of this. And that's key to everything in writing, in my opinion, is to make a villain that you just you're you just despise. But both with Bullseye and the Kingpin, I just I love they were just all evenly balanced. You just didn't feel like one took over. It was just all Every single character got a, just a balance there, and that's that's so hard to pull off with such a large cast of people. But I think the key to, to Daredevil season three is really just the menacing villains. Ultimately, it, it, they just fill you with dread. They fill you with this feeling that the villains could really win. I just really thought that was just top notch. I feel like I could praise this all day long um, and spoil it like crazy, but overall, I gave Daredevil Season 3 5 out of 5 sunspots, which I haven't given anything on Netflix 5 out of 5. There was really nothing I would change or could even criticize. It's just damn near perfection for me it, for a superhero season of television, ever. If they sell this Daredevil season, which I don't think they do, but... I would buy it. I'm going to look for it. because I, I can honestly say I've never said that about any Marvel Netflix series or just anything created by Netflix that I want to buy it. I'm going to re-watch this with my wife. I'm really looking forward to re-watching it with her. I think she has seen season one and season two, I think. But I just can't wait to see what she thinks of it because she only lightly loves the comic book stuff. So I, I can't wait to watch it again. But overall, it's just the top quality of this season and honestly, the highest level of respect to the Daredevil comic book source material from the Born Again comic book Daredevil series by Frank Miller. It just really puts this on the highest of pedestals, in my opinion. Matt Murdock even says the words, Man Without Fear, which has been the tagline of Daredevil since the cover of Daredevil issue number one, which came out in April of 1964. I was filled with feelings of pride. I actually shed a tear more than once for this, which is so extremely rare. It just moved me emotionally, I think, mostly because they just got it right in so many ways about a comic book that I have loved for so many years. That's that's really what it's about. Watch it, buy it, watch it again. Like I said, five out of five sunspots for Netflix Marvel Daredevil Season 3. It's just perfection. What can I say? Amazing. Another thing that's lodged up in my nerdy brain really good is Los Angeles Comic Con. It was here. Just happened. And I would say the biggest highlight for me, I mean, before I get into the biggest highlight, there was tons of booths, there was tons of cosplayers, there were tons of panels, there were tons of amazing comic book creators there. But I think ultimately, the biggest highlight for me was getting to see my favorite and best band in the world, Tenacious D. I mean, what an event. It was on the main stage. It was They were introduced by Val Kilmer. He just came right out. It was crazy. I was two feet away from him and five feet away from the D. But if, if you know me at all or don't, it doesn't matter. I am the biggest Tenacious D fan in the world. I've loved them from the very beginning when they came out in like 1994. Have all their albums. Seen them in concert numerous times. Uh, I have a few, a few very priceless pieces of artifacts from the D that I... That I hold in the highest of regards. But anyway, um, <laughs> I loved, in after the intro by Val Kilmer, there was this uh, cage 
But Kyle Gass, the Rage Cage, said that he was able to capture every inspirational moment from the new album that's coming out called Post-Apocalypto. It comes out November 2nd in video form. So the video, I that the treatment that they put together, this package, I hope that they eventually show it on YouTube or something. Because it is absolutely hilarious. There are all these little bits from movies, ultimately, from the 80s and so on. A ton of them say, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I just love that. And other goofy moments from moments like from Terminator, uh, from Flash Gordon, just to name a few that pop into my head. There's so many awesome pop culture references of from these little movie bites that they put together. It's just absolutely hilarious. And when you see Post-Apocalypto on YouTube, all of these little inspirational moments are most definitely there. It's like, boom, there's another one. Boom, there's another one. Boom, there's another one. It's just great. And they actually quickly announced that they have no host. There was supposed to be Colin Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks' son. Uh, actor, done a bunch of stuff that was supposed to be the host, but just bailed. Um, Kevin Smith was, I guess, the other backup and just bailed, which they, they, Tenacious D and Jack Black just announced right there. It was hilarious. Got the crowd laughing. So they right off the bat said, look, it's just D on D on this Q and a, <laughs> which got a great laugh. Um, so it was fantastic. They took questions from the crowd. It was just hilarious. At one point, Jack Black sat down and drew a sketch and threw it out into the crowd. <laughs> Sketch was hilarious. Uh, very much in the vein of post-apocalypto. But uh, as the as the Q&A was over, we were right, perfectly placed, my wife and I, where uh, Rage Cage and Jables of Tenacious D exited. And we just kind of hung out there and waited for them to maybe peek their head out and sign something. I had a shirt. Well, they... Actually, Jack never came out, but Kyle Gass, the Rage Cage, went immediately over to the Tenacious D booth at LA Comic Con, which was a, a giant booth with a bunch of merch. It was great. And this picture I posted recently at Sunspots Comics of me and the wife and this stand-up of Tenacious D post-apocalypto thing they did. It's great with props. But uh, I was able to jump in line and have the Rage Cage Kyle Gass sign my my two shirts. I was wearing one shirt, and he signed the shirt I was wearing, which is very cool, and the other one, which I bought in Tenacious D's booth. Plus, KG signed my pick of destiny. I actually caught this pick that KG uses when he plays with his guitar when I saw them live two years ago in L.A., in Hollywood, that actually Jack Black threw out into the crowd, and I caught the thing, fought... Uh, tooth and nail as fists and beer just went a flying as I went down to the ground and just held on to this pick and carry it with me every day. It's just, uh, I put it in, it, it, it's with me. It's a prized possession that I carry with me always. Well, Kyle Gass signed one side of it. If I can just get Jack Black to sign the other side, the circle will be complete. But anyway, after that, there we were invited uh, to a small screening of all episodes of Tenacious D's new cartoon rated R movie musical called Post Apocalypto. They showed all the episodes, which I think they only had four available on YouTube, and we got to see, I think it was eight. So it was definitely uh, more than I expected. Altogether, it was over an hour long. So it, it very much uh, was a amazing, hilarious, uh, <laughs> I'll say it, it's kind of tune pornish. Uh, <laughs> that was some of the best stuff was seeing how the crowd would react to these hilarious, uncomfortable, sexually explicit cartoon moments <laughs> in this very low definition animation style that they have. It's just, it was phenomenal. It's hilarious. It's definitely rated R. <laughs> um, it's a great time. It's just very metal infused and, uh, 
It's just, uh, you know, there's dragons and demons and and great uh, tenacious D music that's infused into every every uh, episode of the post apocalypto YouTube cartoon. You got to check it out. But I can't wait. Uh, they're not endorsing me in any way. I'm just a huge fan of Tenacious D. The new album drops November 2nd, post-apocalypto, Tenacious D. That was the big highlight, but like I said, uh, there was a whole lot more happening at LA Comic Con. I was able to meet a few just up-and-coming comic book creators in Ar- Artist Alley, because I love going to Artist Alley and having some sketches done and supporting, you know, up-and-comers, people that are just trying to break into the comic book biz. So I, I will be reading the comic books that I bought and if I love them, I will be spotlighting them at Sunspots Comics on my social media and maybe even talking about these up-and-coming comic book creators on a future Sunspots Comics podcast. So tune in there. More to come on LA Comic Con in the very near future. Very near future. And the last thing that's floating around up inside of my nerd brain is I'm creating my very own comic book called Zombie Destroyers. It has been so much fun. I've It's just been a dream of mine to make my comic book my own way. From when I was started reading comic books in the early 1580s. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm writing it and lettering it. Please follow the Zombie Destroyers team on their social medias. Artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant. Jordan Hudson at Skablad. And colorist Caroline Nolasco at Carol N. Art. Thank you to each and every one of you on the Zombie Destroyers team for just helping me make my dream of creating a comic book become a reality. And if you'd like to see what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. You'll get to see three colored sample pages of Zombie Destroyers. Go check it out. Now for a mention of our segment called Spotlighting. It's a segment on the Sunspots Comics Podcast where I get to have some great conversations with some comic book creators. Go check out Sunspots Comics issue 159. I get to interview this comic book creator named Nandini Bapat. She was such a pleasure. She created this heartwarming comic book about her grandfather's life. It's called Aja, spelled A-J-A. Check it out. It's on Comixology and available on her site and so on. But check out... Sunspots Comics Podcast 159 to hear that interview. Also, check out a spotlighting interview I am super proud of. It's my interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. He is a artist of a comic book that I love through Dark Horse. It's called Vinegar Teeth. You got to check that out. All four issues are out there. It's his art. Troy Nixie's art is weird. It's just beautiful. It's odd. It's twisted. I absolutely love it. He also directed a movie written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I actually really loved. And I don't say that a lot about horror movies. Not the biggest fan of the horror movie genre. We talk about that so much more about Troy Nixie. Go check that out on our Sunspots Comics podcast feed. Just look up Troy Nixie. There are a bunch of spotlighting interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed because we want to help support struggling comic book creators. If you work in comic books or you're trying to break into the comic book industry, like me, let's have a chat. Send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com, or message me at sunspotscomics. And now, on to the main course, the centerpiece, the epicenter, the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book recommendations, where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out on New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, October 24th. And of course, just in case... Super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry. If you've 
If you know me, I hate spoiling things. <laughs> I really just want to inspire you to go and buy these comics and read them, so I do, don't really spoil them at all. But I even never discuss the last few pages. I just leave them alone, and I only discuss just some of the interesting points in each comic book. But just in case, you've been super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And now, let me also introduce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week, I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. You've got to put your eyeballs on these. You'll be happy that you did. So here we go. This week's cover artist winner and artist winner are one in the same person. It's Joshua Kassara for The Sentry by Marvel Comics issue number five. And man, Joshua Kassara's stuff is fantastic. You've got to put your eyeballs on it. Let's start with the cover. It is of Bob Reynolds, the top of his head just exploding with all of these uh, alien monsters, almost venom-like looking symbiote creatures, and the sentry in his yellow and black garb with kind of a lightning following his fist as he's just punching these monsters that are just blown out the top of his mortal head. I mean, it is just something like you haven't seen before. So perfectly, symmetry is just laid out so perfect, it's just... It's you got to look at it just the top of his nose to the the tip of his head is just exploding and also kind of shatters like it's glass. It's just so unique and so interesting like something you've never seen and his lines are just very hyper detailed. There's some small detailed stuff happening here and it's all very crisp and clear which I really appreciate. Looks like it took forever. Gorgeous gorgeous cover. Absolutely the cover winner of the week. You got to check it out. Century issue number 5. And the meat and the potatoes of the art in Century, issue number five. Right off the bat, there's this gorgeous splash page of the Century slash Void that's mer like merged together now in a new outfit that's just gorgeous. Lightning is coming off the S on his belt instead of on his chest, like another guy we know with a big S on his chest. But I love even from his eyes, there's like this darkness coming out. It's like symbiote tendrils just uh, oozing out of his eyes. It's just a great visual, and his eyes are glowing white. It's just this stark glowing white behind the black. It's just popping on all levels here. And it's super hyper-detailing is what really, really sends, just sets Joshua Cassara's art here, aside from all the rest. There's this gorgeous action page that I absolutely love of uh, his sidekick fighting the Sentry slash Void in this cityscape that starts out very small from very far away and then leaps right into the foreground and there's just this explosion of cement and gray in all directions. It's just wonderful. And the musculature has all the right sort of detail and the shadowing effect that he uses to just really kind of make everything stand out is just fantastic. Even the hyper close-ups of like when a character is just in agony, he's just captured that emotion so well. Everything from from the crowd watching this fight and the look of awe on their face is just so perfectly captured. He has a very kind of cartoony mixed with realistic style here. I absolutely love it. And the coloring is so bright and just pops off of every page, but it's just stunning, stunning art from Joshua Cassera. You are absolutely worthy of winning this week's artist and cover artist winner of the week for century issue number five from marvel comics go check it out it's absolutely gorgeous your eyeballs will be so happy you laid them upon this wonderful art from joshua kassara and the breakdown 
This week I actually read 15 comics and only five of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right, it is not easy to make the Sunspots Comics recommendation list. Also, there were two new number ones that came out this week and none of them made it to the top pick list. <laughs> it's gotta be great to make it. So here we go, here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my list of what I consider the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, new comic book day, October 24th. And I strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. So there were five great comic books this week that I recommend. Coming in at number five is from Dark Horse Comics, it's Beast of Burden, issue number three. This is from Evan Dorkin, writing and fantastic art from Benjamin Dewey. He's been an artist and cover artist winner of the week before, and Beast of Burden has been a top pick. Uh, both issues have actually been a top pick, which never happens. All three to be top picks is great. Really, really great. It's a four-issue miniseries. But Wizard Dogs, I mean, that's what I would have titled this, actually. <laughs> I absolutely love the glorious watercoloring style uh, from artist Benjamin Dewey here. It is just top-notch, beautiful, reminds me of Harrow County. I love watercoloring style in comics. It really looks like it took a long time. It's very intricate. It feels very warm and realistic. I love it. But... Uh, our wizard dogs are hot on the trail here to find these evil humans that are just kind of killing every living creature they come in contact with. I don't really know why yet. We don't kind of understand the human's motivation yet, but uh, it's going to happen soon. This is a four issue miniseries, so it's coming, but <laughs> it looks like we're, I mean, I, they're leading into a couple things that looks like we will find out as to what the human's motivation as to why they're evil here, but who's, who knows? It'll probably come middle of issue four, but anyway. So this new lead falls upon our wizard dog team here uh, to follow this very friendly, lovely looking sheep dog, but he's leading them deep into this dark evil forest. <laughs> um, it just takes everything the wizard dog teams have to stay alive in this just gorgeously drawn dark magic mountain. Um, is it a trap? Uh, maybe, who knows? Uh, could be. This is the most action-packed of the three issues of Beast of Burden so far. By the way, it's Beast of Burden's Wise Dogs and Eldritch Men. Super long title. But I love it. It's so action-packed in this one. There, there, it was a little dialogue-heavy in the first two issues, but it was really setting up right here some great magical fight scenes with all these kind of weird dark goblins and these spider-worm creatures. It's just lovely. I really love this scene. Maybe my favorite sequence with... A dog that has this fire-wielding ability, and it kind of controls it from its eyes. Yeah, a dog wizard that can control fire. But anyway, he fights these giant wildebeest, kind of boar-like pig monsters and uh, with fire. So yes, you can almost just smell the sizzling bacon in the air. Yes. Yeah, I love bacon. I mean, who doesn't? But... <laughs> This um, this is going to be concluded. One issue left. It just has a super solid cliffhanger, by the way, at the very ending, which will just leave you salivating and wanting more immediately. You're going to go, oh, no, but <laughs> you got to wait. Sorry, we got to wait a month, but this is superb. Get this immediately. It's Beast of Burden, Wise Dogs and Eldritch Men, issue number three, and get all three issues. It's been fantastic. Top notch. A plus. Beast of Burden. And coming in at number four is Moon Knight, issue number 200. 
This is from Marvel. This is written by Max Bemis and art by Paul Davidson. Fantastic cartoony style. Very warped and tweaked kind of look to his style. Like everyone's heads are a little bit bigger and very super cartoony, but very detailed at the same time. I love Paul Davidson's art. He has been an artist winner and cover artist winner of the week in a prior suns in prior Sunspots Comics podcasts. But they say this is the end. Issue 200, the end of Moon Knight. But what an amazing run it was. I mean, Moon Knight has been a number one pick of the week. Sunspots Comics pick of the week a bunch of times. It's been a top comic book pick in the top ten numerous times. Also, it's been a top artist winner and cover artist winner a bunch of times. You get what I'm trying to say here. And what a weird and beautiful ending, honestly. And it, I love that it was kind of a hard ending, not so much of an open ending is all I'll tell you. It really did feel like they're going to put this on the shelf for a little while, which makes me sad. But also, I love a true ending. I think true storytelling has to be three strong, true acts. Anyway, this has a wonderful sequence where this is got to be my favorite. Honestly, it is my favorite. This just heartwarming sequence of him and his daughter where Moon Knight's daughter even draws this comic book. To kind of show what she thinks the future will be. It got me right from this. And there's so much more. But in this she draws herself as the powerful moon girl. And I really love by the way that the sequence was drawn by none other than Jeff Lemire. I know his art uh, so well. It's so easily recognizable. I don't think it was credited honestly. No it's in there somewhere I think. But lovely single page of comic book art from Moon Knight's daughter. They have this warm moment together and it just puts an exclamation point on what Moon Knight is really fighting for. So you're behind him. You're on his team. You're on his side, which you always are, but it just kind of adds that exclamation point needed to really kind of go, yes, go Moon Knight. Uh, You know why you're doing this uh, for your lovely little daughter. This issue does, by the way, focus a lot on the very odd villain turned anti-hero, the Sun King. And I love all of his very heavy dialogue, and it's just this rambling of a psychopath. But at the same time, it's just hilarious. <laughs> you have to read it. Um, he has this very sweet side to him also. And he's trying to be good, but he murders people with fire for strange reasons. And he talks a lot. <laughs> I, I think that's why I really love the Sun King. He just needs to have his own comic book, I think. It would be great. The Sun King. It's ready to go. Uh, it will be hard to pick this up and just read it without reading a bunch of Moon Knight. As if we're on issue 200, but it's completely worth going back. Getting a bunch of Moon Knight back issues. Binging the crap out of it. And enjoying this very weird superhero with multiple personality disorder. Struggle to make the city a safe place. For his girlfriend and his adorable daughter. I'm, I'm sad to see it go, but I really enjoyed the journey. And I know we will see more Moon Knight one day very soon. I, hopefully in like a TV show or a movie or an animated series or all of them. But uh, Moon Knight, good night, my old friend. For now. <laughs> so now on to the top three comic book recommendations of the week. So here we go. The top three coming in. At number three is our artist winner and cover artist winner of the week, The Century. Issue number five from Marvel Comics. This is written by Jeff Lemire and stunning art from the artist winner, Joshua Kassara. You got to check it out just for the art alone, folks. 
But this was just a ton of fun and action-packed right from the start. Just no wasting time. Jumped right in. I mean, Bob Reynolds and the Sentry have merged, and that is not a good thing. <laughs> his sidekick, Billy, was able to like duplicate his uh, power of a thousand suns, but that power is not for everyone. What it does to him is crazy. But thankfully, the Avengers show up. Avengers assembled. <laughs> uh, my favorite sequences, honestly, there's more than one here. There's a ton of them. Are the giant splash pages in this. It just feels just epic and wonderful. And it also feels like a very, feels like an, like like this could kind of be the ending. But it's not. It doesn't say uh, to be concluded or anything. So I really enjoyed every issue of the century, and I wonder if this will have actual impact in the Marvel Universe. I hope it does. It's like Marvel is trying to have their own weird, twisted, dark Superman, so I just think that it should have some impact. He should start crossing over. What happens here should affect the Marvel Universe, but we'll see. In, com in Marvel Comics, that doesn't happen very often. But I even love the new look of, of the costume of the Void Sentry from what happens on a few pages. The Sentry really deserves a new name, I think. I, the Void Sentry doesn't sound right. I don't know. They should come up with something else. But also, I love this cringy moment in this awesome fight sequence when the Void Sentry just crushes the knuckles of Billy, his old sidekick. It's gruesome and done in a kind of very interesting way with like just the tips of his fingers. It's crazy. It's gruesome. It's it's gross, but it's awesome. But if you love an older style of superhero comics, if you love amazing art blended with modern, complicated, and very flawed characters, then get the Sentry. You're going to absolutely love it. It's It reminds me very much of Invincible, which I love from Image all those years. I'm sad to see that it's gone as well. But it's like just a great superhero action flick. So get this. Get the Sentry immediately. I'll get all five issues right now. And coming in at number two is Aliens Dust to Dust. Issue number three from Dark Horse Comics. This is written by Gabriel Hardman. Art by Gabriel Hardman. Uh, everything Gabriel Hardman on this. He poured his heart and soul there was some delays between release of this, so it's great you can jump in right now because between issue two and three, this one here, issue number three, I want to say it's been like four months. But anyway, this is a four-issue mini-series, so maybe uh, wait till the fourth comes out, get them immediately. Each of these issues of Aliens Dust to Dust has been a top Sunspots Comics pick of the week on my very podcast right here, and let me tell you why. Aliens Dust to Dust is loaded with on the edge of your seat action it just does not take a break it just keeps going the aliens are just hot on this the trail of these survivors and they're trying to make a run uh, for it to leave the planet but uh maxon the young character young preteen character that's kind of the main character in this uh his mom was impregnated early in issue one and as they're trying to escape her chest of course bursts alien madness ensues a small alien is running loose on the ship and they crash land. That's what is just uh, the end of three-ish and the starting, or end of two-ish and the starting of three right here. I absolutely love this new element that they introduce here in the xenomorph world of aliens. I, I, this should have been something that should have been part of the aliens universe a long time ago. Now, they don't totally lay this out, but I think it's coming to this. It's the DNA of the human host of the newborn xenomorph 
uh, that in you know the baby alien bursting out of a chest might actually have bits of memory from its human host or take on the personality of the human host that it burst out of. I mean, it makes sense. It's stealing and using the DNA of a human host and the alien uh, is kind of half human-ish kind of thing. Uh, so I think that's just super cool. I hope that we see more of that. And uh, I, I just like that little concept. It's very small, but to me that, that has so much potential, so much opportunity to be just a great thing that happens. I think it's also funny that in almost all Aliens comic books, or Alien movies for that matter, there's like an order in which everyone dies, right? <laughs> if you're a major douche, you die first. <laughs> and the last person alive is usually the one we like the most, right? The most likable. I don't care. I love that. I still... <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I know it can be predictable, but who cares? I just love that about the Aliens uh, verse. I also love this intense alien storm that's hit this planet. And it's just, it's hitting them at the same time that all this alien madness is happening. So it really adds noise and tension to it. So I felt it. I absolutely love that. So there's only one more issue left of Aliens Dust to Dust. You got to get this. The survivors have gone from very many to just a few. <laughs> as they're trying to make their way to some sort of safety on this hostile alien storm-like planet. There's not a ton of character development here, don't kind of expect that, but it's just a super fun, non-stop, awesome alien action comic book. I love it. Get Aliens Dust to Dust. So fantastic. It was a hard week to pick the number one. They were all fantastically great, especially this. But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader of the big kahuna. The number one comic book pick of the week is Baby Teeth, issue number 13. This is from Aftershock Comics. This is written by Donnie Cates and art by Gary Brown. This has been a top comic book pick of the week a bunch of times. It is maybe a top pick of the week this week because it's Halloween time. It's just kind of in my brain. It's horror, it's demons, it's hell. But uh, I'll tell you, Baby Teeth has not been a top pick of the week for a while, but this particular issue of Baby Teeth, number 13, was excellent. Uh, Gary Brown's art is very gritty, very dark, very noir-y, very plays in the shadow, and kind of realistic and gritty. There are some cartooning elements to some of the facial features of some of the demons, but overall that's kind of what you can expect from Gary Brown's art. It's just very kind of, it fits a dark setting so perfectly well. It's just kind of where, in his wheelhouse in my opinion. But uh, this issue feels like the series is kind of coming to an end, like it's reaching a third act ending here, possibly. And also, this is a really important turning point for the story. A quick gist. Our young main character, Sadie, her dad, the captain, this old Middle Eastern woman and her teen son of Satan opened a portal to hell to save Sadie's sister and Sadie's son, who is also a son of Satan. Crazy, you say? Absolutely. <laughs> this is it's a crazy comic. One of my favorite things about Baby Teeth is the character Heather. She is this ultimate badass. She's foul-mouthed. She's fearless. She's like this girl version of Jack Black. She really is. <laughs> um, that kicks ass and wields swords and destroys things that harm her family. She's so very protective of her family. I love that. I also really love that Sadie's and Heather's a dad, the captain... He's just this strong uh, military veteran. He'll, he'll just quickly cry over moments with his daughters. 
He's just so supportive and loving. I just love his character. He's just a strong man. He's an airline pilot. He just supports whatever his daughters want. He just wants them to be happy and wants them to be healthy. And he's just loving. And I love that character. I love him. I don't want anything to happen to the captain. Um, (laughs) But I also really appreciate the way that hell looks in baby teeth. It looks like this fiery version of Krypton from the opening sequence of the Man of Steel movie. That's the best way to describe it. And I honestly, I was a bit worried knowing from issue 12 of Baby Teeth that we're going into hell. Um, that, you know, we've we've seen versions of hell. Many, many versions of hell. But uh, this one was great. They did it a little different. Like I said, uh, uh, the visual of it, uh, Man of Steel on Fire, uh, Krypton, etc. It kind of looks like that. And uh, some great, uh, you know, indigenous aliens and, and demons and so on. So it's just... Um, it's just so cool looking. I love it. And it's all set in this red, fiery tone. Um, oh, it's also very cool that the small demon raccoon protector uh, that we see in, in, in normal Earth transforms into this giant talking raccoon demon dragon in hell. So yeah, he gets upgraded in hell. That's just awesome. I love the look of him. He's weird and twisted and pink. It's crazy. but uh, <laughs> uh, And the look of Satan... And the beast that he rides was a just absolutely pleasant surprise for me. <laughs> like I said, we've seen it all done a million times, but very unique and different here. And uh, what an amazing cliffhanger reveal at the end, by the way. Man, you gotta see this. But get Baby Teeth. It's only on issue 13, folks. It's worth going back and getting it and reading them all of Baby Teeth. It's phenomenal. It's been fantastic. It's definitely my favorite of all the Aftershock comic book titles. And that actually says a lot. There's a lot of great stuff there. But those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, October 24th. Let me lock the vault door. Please go to your local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com to see the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015. Just go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list to see the just updated 107 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Also, click on the top comic books of the week to see all of my past top comic book picks. They're all there. I update my website every week. I'm super proud of it. That's right. It's sunspotscomics.com. And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter at sunspotscomics.com slash contact. And hey, would you like some free comic books? Well, from time to time, as a thank you to you, the listener, I give away free Marvel digital comic book codes in Sunspots Comics podcasts, and there are still some unclaimed comic book codes available. Just listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts that are on our feed, grab the Marvel digital code that I usually read towards the beginning of each podcast, then go to marvel.com slash redeem and punch in that code to see if you won. That's right. It's that easy. So go get them, and good luck. And also thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo. My buddy Julian makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts that are based on cryptozoology. You just got to get the HP Reveal app and use your smartphone and see every Cryptid Zoo t-shirt come to life. You got to see this. Most importantly, go to cryptozoo.com and use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off your order. That's cryptidzoo.com. And please tune in next week for issue number 181 of the, of the Sunspots Comics podcast. I'll be reading a list of seven new comic books 
for New Comic Book Day Halloween, October 31st, with four new number ones that I'm going to be checking out, but I will only be telling you about the great ones so you can save some time and money. Please help us out by telling a nerdy loved one to check out the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And go over to iTunes, give the Sunspots Comics Podcast a few positive words with five stars. If you take the time to do that, I will give you a shout out on a future podcast, and I'll even mail you a comic book prize pack as a small token of my appreciation. And by the way, every link, every website, everything I discussed on this podcast, it is all on the podcast notes. So go check those out. I put a lot of time into them, but it'll help you find a lot of the things I'm talking about, like my haunt life, for instance. It'll be there. So thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you love my new comic book recommendations. They're fantastic. Now go and spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading comic books together. Oh, and have a spooky, fun, but safe Halloween. I think I'm going to go watch The Crow, the movie, right now. I love The Crow. I watch it kind of every year. It can't rain all the time. Anyway, be like water, my friends. See you later. Have a happy Halloween. To be continued. The foulest stenches in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and grisly goons from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. And though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. If you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Comics now. Testing one two three. 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 Testing one two three.